Welcome to Filmstrip, movie reviews presented by Continuous Play Podcast. These podcasts are spoiler-filled as we discuss the plots, characters, and themes of the films in review. All content used or discussed in these podcast episodes is the property of the respective owners and used under the Fair Use Act, Section 504C2, Title 17. Welcome to Filmstrip. I'm Jay. I'm Ron. And I'm Nick at the Beach. And this is our review of Blood Sand, a.k.a. The Sand. Starring, who are we kidding? No one you know. Okay, except Jamie Kennedy for like five minutes and directed by no one you've ever heard of. <laughs> Budget, probably not much beyond that bunch of Tropicana sunscreen they're passing around on the hot dogs they throw around on the beach. I want to read text from Ron to me before you know, we, we get into this here a little bit. Um, here's the first one. I want everyone to die in the first 10 minutes. And then the next one was, who do I get to blame this on? Nick? So, Nick, why are we talking about the sand? I thought we were going to do Carnosaur after Stone Cold. I, I don't know, man. It's it, This is kind of like... If we would have kept up with Nick's Asylum, this probably would have been a really great entry into that. That was a short-lived little one-off that we did Anaconda with, which I think we ended up like rebranding just a film strip review. Yes. Yeah. But um, the original idea behind there was just grabbing some of the like awful monster-style movies. You know, me and Jay have done so many reviews, like you know, with stuff like. Uh, uh, what's that one with uh, Congo the TV and Sphere and all Congo of, Sphere? Uh, yeah, the one with the, mo- the dinosaurs. Mo- Terror Vision. Yes. Terror Vision, which I think is probably our greatest well, review. but The, the Critters uh, saga. So. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was like kind of in that motif. But uh, I found this movie. I was back in town, back in my home state of Wisconsin for uh, just work for a couple nights. And I was just up at like 11 o'clock, had kind of a buzz going on from <laughs> drinking too much, uh, which is normally every night, by the way. But um. I'm just kind of going through my phone and I downloaded the Showtime Anytime app and I was going through just horror movies. I'm just like, let me just watch something really stupid. And I saw a girl in a bikini with tentacles around her and I'm like, this is right up my alley. So (laughs) ended up watching it that night and I was like, Jay's got to watch this. (laughs) (laughs) That that, that's it's I, I. I don't know why I'm thinking of you at night watching tentacle girl movies for buzzed, but I don't know either. I'm a little more worried about that now. And so, okay. So Ron, it's my fault then. Cause I drug you into this. So. Okay. Yeah, I watched, and I, and... I watched the first two minutes of this and I was like, Oh yeah, Ron's joining in. So. <laughs> yeah. My, my wife is not super thrilled. This is one of the rare film strip movies that we watched together. Because I was able to watch it on demand on my TV through Showtime. Uh, so. <laughs> you made your wife watch it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, I didn't want to. Well, I I watched the the I presume highly illegal clip on YouTube that was missing the first ten minutes, and I was yeah. like, well, the first ten minutes has a guy getting his face eaten off, so maybe it'll be something we can both enjoy. And you know, it kind of was, and it also kind of was. Yeah, the one that's on YouTube out there that probably will be yanked by the time this comes out, but it's like missing the the last two minutes and the first ten minutes. Not that like the establishing scenes of the first ten minutes are anything you need, but uh, I found out that this is on Prime right now. So you Amazon subscribers, like me and my wife, uh, I found this on Prime. I did not uh, get the wife to uh, watch this one with me, though she did catch the tail end of it going, what's that? And I said... I'm not really sure, and that's all. I, and I think I texted you at one point. I think this thing's a jellyfish. I don't really know. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> I, I got to throw it out there though, real quick. First, Jay is uh, if you go to Facebook, this is actually free on Facebook. <laughs> it is. Wow. It is. You, you can you can find the video right on Facebook. It, it's on a it's on the page for it. You can watch the entire movie in its entirety. So I pulled an awesome powers there. But uh, yes, you can watch this on Facebook. So. That's fantastic. Um, I, yeah, I can't imagine anyone's trying to really make anything off of this. Um, and I think Jamie Kennedy must have known the director, who basically is an art director on other things. That's what I've found out about him. He must have known this guy and 
like maybe they were buds or he owed him a favor. I don't know. He had pictures. Of, I mean, like anything could embarrass Jamie Kennedy. But, you know, I, I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll get into his cameo, if you will, uh, as we get into this film. But, you know, yeah, I knew immediately I was back in asylum territory, um, which, you know, we del- we delve into that from time to time. We have some fun with, with some bad movies. Did, by any chance, Jay, did you look up the writers of this particular thing? I did not. Are they notable? One of them is Alex Greenfield, who was a head writer for uh, Raw Smackdown and ECW television from 2006 through be about 2008. So this is Freddie Prince's fault then, because <laughs> he probably worked with him too. I did not yeah, know that. Well, and and actually, the other writer wrote wrote the screenplay to Carnosaur Three. So. Oh, so that now there's our connection because yeah. I'm just ma- I'm just making that up because okay. I know Carnosaur is kind of our thing right now. Yeah. So he didn't write the he didn't write Carnosaur three, but he is Warren Zevon's son-in-law. No way, really. <laughs> That's what his IMDb says. Anything about him? So basically, this movie is made by a bunch of people that know famous people. I think that's kind of the theme here. Um, I've one of these actresses is supposed to be something off of a Disney show, I think, or something like that. The African American girl who we have to make a crack about how she's already got a good base layer and doesn't need suntan lotion, you know, right in the, the middle of the film. Uh, I think she's supposed to be somebody like that, but nobody else. Like, I know there's a Playboy playmate in it for like five minutes, and I'm like, not what you expect from one, by the way. And no, I didn't recognize another person. Did y'all recognize anybody else besides Jamie Kennedy in this for two minutes? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> I thought the the one girl kind of gave me that. Uh, who's the girl from The Shallows? What, what's her name? Blake Lively. Yeah, she had like a Blake Lively vibe, and that's all I had from there. Like a poor and that's probably just Blake Lively. So. Pretty much. I mean, that, that's exactly it. So yeah, I think it was just uh, the bikini top. Is that the girl Kaylee, or is that the girl Ronnie? That's Kaylee he's talking about. It got to be Kaylee. Ronnie's your standard 90s fake blonde hoe. Ronnie yeah, is, she, Ronnie's the one who looks every bit of the 30 years old that she is when she's making this movie. Yes. Does not look like a college student. At least they didn't try to pass him off as high school students. I will not lie. I thought the guy that Kaylee's hanging out with, not, like not hooking up with, with like her friend zone guy, was the dude from Owl City. I really did. Like I even wrote, like, why is the Owl City guy in horror movies? I thought he was like, you know, emo Christian or something. But um, anyway, uh, we're getting we're getting ahead. But uh, he does look like that dude. I we don't want to spoil anything too early in this very uh, yeah. complex movie. Well, I mean, you know, spoiler alert, uh, it's time for a plot summary. Uh, Nick, this is your fault. Oh, so, oh, oh wait, Jay? Yeah. yeah. Before we get started, speaking of Disney, uh, Owl City Guy was on uh, a whole bunch of Disney shows. That is true. I forgot that. You're right. Ad- Adam, what's his name, was on a lot of Disney shows. So. No, the other one uh, is Owl City, I think. Mitchell Mitchell Musso Musso. Oh, I don't know him. Hmm. That's uh, or that's the guy with the um, who's hanging out with Kaylee with the shaggy hair and the kind of big nose. Oh, oh, that's him. Okay, he was on Disney shows. The Al City guy, like not the real Al City guy, but the guy I call Al City guy. Yes, that's what you're saying. Okay, so we got Disney alums here slumming it in a no budget horror movie. I mean, look, that's been the way of Hollywood for years is you do a horror movie and that kind of launch gets you into doing films sometimes. Unfortunately, you got to pick one that like helps. <laughs> you got to pick a better script. I mean, Brittany Snow tried to do this in prom night, that dreadful remake of a dreadful film. I, I hate the first prom night. I'll go tell you right now. It's, it's bad. And then the remake's it- even worse. So <laughs> it, it worked. It worked for Billy Zane and Critters. So <laughs> you know what? He's had a more a more of a career than any of these people. Okay, so you watch out about Billy Zane. He, oh, I love I love I love Billy Zane, man. Well, I, yeah, we, we we loved him in Demon Night way back in the day, Ron. So we we've had our Billy Zane uh, moments here on this show. But I'm a zaniac. I'll, I'll freely admit that. How much better would have uh, Superman versus Batman been if Billy Zane was Lex Luthor? That's all I'm going to say. 
I don't know. Is he oh, going to wow. play that same weird thing Jesse Eisenberg was doing? Because that would be. No, no. If they did his character from Titanic as Lex Luthor, just like a schwarmy businessman, that, that would, would be perfect. Yeah, that will. Yeah, because that's kind of what he should have been, and not the Riddler. But whatever. So <laughs> I, you know, look, I like Batman v Superman, but it, I will not defend that performance. It's terrible. So anyway, <laughs> back, back to once again, back on Random Cast. <laughs> back uh, to Carnosaur. <laughs> Back to the sand, Nick, since this is your fault, um, I'm going to have you read the plot summary, please. Tell everyone out there who does not need to waste their time watching this what the sand is all about. All right. A bunch of kids go to the sand and they die. That's it. So, nope. Um, to get a little bit more in depth, a bunch of 20-somethings party on a beach and pass out after all the fun and excess, which includes some dudes finding a big ball of goopy slime. <laughs> when they... Yes, yes, you can take that for what it is. When they awake the next morning, the beach is eerily quiet and two of the friends are quickly devoured by the sand. A policeman played by Jamie Kennedy shows up. God, that's sad that we got to keep on bringing up Jamie Kennedy like he's like the big actor star in this. Um, But anyway, he shows up and he is killed by the sand as well. Uh, And eventually the group is whittled down to two girls and one guy. Jonah is injured, but he... But he and the two girls take refuge in a car as the sand creature continues to attack, this time in the form of really bad CGI uh, tentacles that match something from PlayStation 1 days. But anyways, the uh, girls wake up the next morning to find Jorah succumb to his injuries, but the creature is gone. The two walk in shock across the sand as we see it was a giant jellyfish responsible for all of this and is heading towards another beach full of people. So it's, Jazz Jay says, it's like Trimmers, but somehow much dumber, yeah. which, screw you, Trimmers is awesome. But anyways, um, no, Trimmers liked, is a great movie. I, I liked Trimmers. We reviewed it back in the day. I'm, uh, you know, yes, but it is Trimmers, except dumber. It's Look, we know going in, it's a B monster pick, right? Like, you, you picked it out because of that, Nick. So going in, I have no expectations other than give me a decent monster and some pretty people that it's going to kill, right? This is this is not even B level. This is like Kathy Griffin style, like <laughs> celebrity level, like D list horror. This is, I mean, literally, we got to get this out of the way. When we say like the sand is like killing the people, it's not like some like mummy effect of like the sand coming up and grabbing people. It's literally them laying on the sand screaming. There are those little uh, things that like strings or like. Playing. Yeah, they did. Yes, they did that in like Adobe After Effects that was released back in 1999. <laughs> okay, that's that's basically the graphics. Yeah, it looks like little like uh, right. I don't know what you want to call it, like little pieces of thread coming up and grabbing them. Very bad CGI, but for the most part of this, it is actually people just like laying on the sand in screaming agony as the sand is. I don't know, sucking them dry, blowing them. I don't know. It's just, it's, I'm putting, I'm putting the E in explicit here, people. So you got to bear with me. Look, so. let, let me ask you this, Ron, Nick, you may not have a point of reference for this, but Ron, worst gra- CGI graphics after last season or the sand? Uh, <laughs> after last season, then uh, after last season makes, uh, the sand look like guardians of the galaxy too. <laughs> Okay, so it's not that bad. I mean, it, uh, but I will say that uh, the sand, or, or I will say that Birdemic makes after last season look like, you know, <laughs> Green Lantern. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, there we go. That's a good comparison. Okay, so what plot there is, is this is a college graduation party, something like that. And everybody's partying on the beach because the opening of this is like cell phone footage and then cuts to like eerily quiet on the beach and there's no one there until we start seeing the pretty people asleep in the car and all this other stuff. And Al City guys running around with, you know, no cell phones, you know, but of course there's the one cell phone that's recording all of this crap. And I'm like, we meet the lead girl, Kaylee, the stand in Blake Lively who apparently is pissed at her boyfriend Jonah because he's hooking up with Shanda. And I, that's all I know. Like, there's there's a fat guy who ends up stuffed in a trash can. 
and a couple people in the back seat. I don't know what becomes them. And there's like a topless girl on a park bench. And I don't know how all of that ended there. Like we just see people partying, but like I never know how people wound up where they where they are. Maybe that's what we're supposed to believe is everybody just took a big hit of X and then just it was over, right? I guess. I don't know. I I've been to some parties and normally where you fall asleep makes a lot of sense. I just I'm trying to figure out how the uh of course, there's got to be the big fat guy in the movie. You know what I mean? It's like every group of people, every group of like, you know, attractive people have like the big fat person there to make themselves feel better, I guess, by comparison. And he's like in a trash bin. I don't even know how that's possible that he could fall asleep. And the best part about the movie, though, is is you don't even realize the guy's there until like 25 minutes in where it's just like he wakes up and it's like. These people made no mention of the big, large black guy in a trash can about 20 feet away from the entire time until he wakes up. It's just it's it's great editing and directing there. But to to their credit, though, two of their friends get eaten by the sand like very quickly. So they're they're kind of thrown off by that. The fat guy in the trash can is the secondary shock. (laughs) I guess he's reminds me of, you know, for any WWE fans, he reminds me of uh, Brodus Clay. I was getting Kamala <laughs> off of him, but yeah, Funkasaurus there because he's got a um, or or um, who who was the guy that just died? Uh, Umaga when he had that uh, big uh, thing on his he had like that uh, uh, tribal uh, tattoo on his face. The half moon. He's kind of yeah. yeah, he's kind of like that, but in, as opposed to being a half moon, it's it's a, it's a half penis drawn on his face. So yeah, he he, we can pa- just... he passes out and his friend draws a a, a dick on his face. So cause that's, uh, of that's course. so funny because it was funny in 1990 whatever when American Pie did it. So let's do that again. Yeah. Can we just call him Dickhead from here on out? I did, he had a name. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It was just fat guy yeah. We're just gonna we're, yeah. We're just gonna call him Dickhead. <laughs> No, we know his name because he they scream it at him constantly. His name is uh, Gilbert. Gil- yeah, because he still looks like a Gilbert. They're, they're all yeah. Well, I, I'm thinking uh, Gilbert. Says, Bro- nothing. Gilbert Brown. <laughs> Gilbert Brown. I'm thinking of Gilbert Brown from the Green Bay Packers. The big, the big, the big fat guy that they used to put a, a nose tackle. They could stuff him up. So that that's yeah. Great callback there, guys. So there I guess, you know, Gil- Gil- Gilbert is kind of a fat name. So Maybe, maybe one of these guys. For, for all the Gilberts just shut this podcast off, Nick. Thanks. So. Well, it's not, my, <laughs> it's not my fault they're fat. <laughs> I did feel bad for that guy, though, because that's an awful prank. Not only does he have a penis on his face, but he's, he's in a friggin' trash can and he can't get loose. And... <laughs> I mean, he's just stuck there all day. Of course, they, I mean, like, they feed him by throwing him hot dogs and warm Pepsi. And I cannot believe the Pepsi-Cola um, product in here. I just have a feeling like there were no clearances or whatever. And they just said, they're never going to care. And they just went with it. Because there's a Diet Mountain Dew prominently placed at different times. Uh, I they're, they're just like, trust me, they're never going to see this. <laughs> and I imagine no one has. So I would hope not at least. Actually, I was looking at the YouTube views for the first for, for the movie. There's only three views on there, so I'm figuring one's Ron and one's Jake. So. But yeah, the two of them are us. So. We're making up 66 percent of the viewing audience for this movie. Whatever ad revenue is tied to it, whoever posted that's getting a check now. So. Well, I can guarantee you that these actors were probably all paid with six packs of Pepsi and Diet Mountain Dew. So, are you kidding? These girls have never had anything sugary to drink in their life. Are you kidding me? They all need to eat a sandwich or two. Yeah, Good but, uh, Owl City, Owl City guy looks like the kind of dude who takes down a, a twelve pack of Diet Dew during like some sort of online red pill chat session <laughs> or that, or he's he's designing his own Doom layer or something like that, or play a Duke Nukem three D. So, yeah, he's definitely yeah, he, He's getting in the time machine and going back to 1995 and playing Duke Nukem. <laughs> yes, that, there, there we go. Or maybe he's playing Quake. I don't know. But Diablo. But, uh, yeah, the, the guy, yeah, he is not. I, lo- I love it that he has this whole thing with Kaylee, too, about, like, nothing happened. Like, nothing. Like, he goes on about it, and she's like, I'd know if I had sex with you, moron. How did I wind up in here with you? And so, I yeah. No one knows, and then they're just down in straight warm vodka because that's a great way to consume that. Um, yeah, God. there's. Some, I mean, there are all kinds of poor choices. I, I'm with you, Ron. I wanted everybody dead quick too. I was like, I, can can we focus on the creature? And that's what really makes me mad about this movie. They have to wuss out 
to this like awful CGI tentacle crap. Like you, you cannot tell me they couldn't put together like a a fake arm and sling it across something. Like if you're gonna go tentacle monster, there's like parts laying in the dumpsters in in Santa Monica. Pick one up. Uh, I wanted Practical Monster. I think that's the thing that makes a movie like this work versus one that like I just sit there and just want it to burn is when it just it just goes cheap on the the computer effects because it's so it's so well. Can we do? I mean, we brought up Tremors before. Can we just say that like the best part about that movie is the practical effects within that entire movie, and then when you watch like the sequels. It is like they went all this like CGI route and it's like that, you know, besides, you know, just being a better movie, period. It's like that's what really makes that movie special is just that early 90s practicality. And, yeah, I mean, come on. They could do this shit so easy. I mean, they can literally have someone reach their hand underneath there and use their freaking fingers with like tentacle like attachments on there to kind of like, you know, grab at them or something. It would be so much more charming than literally what looks like I, I – it's just like little tiny, like, look, it honestly looks like I said, like Adobe After Effects, like someone just used like the lightning effect and just slowed it down. So, yeah, like these little like reaches of like white wire that's like touching people's face and it's not even doing anything. It's just like touching their face. But you hear them screaming and they're coughing up uh, red dyed corn syrup. So now I will say the one guy that got his face half melted, the guy that was in the backseat with Ronnie or whatever, that like early on dies when Topless Girl dies, that actually Vance. looked pretty good. What was his name again? Vance. Vance. I, that actually looked okay. I thought, you know what, that ain't half bad. Like, if you're going to do cheap CGI, and that's the reason you do it, it's cheaper than practical. I get it, okay? But it that actually looked okay. Like, I thought, okay, we're going to get gore fest. Let's, let's at least do that. Blood on the beach. I'm down. But we don't even really get a lot of that. Like, well, that that one looked good. Um, Jamie Kennedy's arm getting ripped off looked good. And even the first appearance of the little weird string tendrils looked decent, but the more, I guess, the more powerful they got, they made them thicker, or they wasted all their After Effects budget in the beginning of the movie, and then had to cheap out when they got to their big finale. Well, I can see, I can see the conversation going, guys. We either can do a couple more gore scenes, but if we do that, that means that there's no more Pepsi. We got to go to RC Cola. No, there's no suntan lotion or or hot dogs. There's one point where they start like throwing around a bottle of a sunscreen, and I'm like, I think this is the actors revolting. Going, if I'm gonna have to stand out here in the friggin' heat all day, at least don't make me you know bake in all of this because yeah. that was like real like no ad 45 SPF <laughs> they're throwing around. Yeah, it's yeah, the banana boat budget was pretty much half of it. And then they have a pack of hot dogs that they just start throwing at to each other, and then they use like the rocks in trimmers to try to distract the thing so they can run across the sand and in towel feet. And they've got the world's only four pack of hot dogs. Right, that never happened. The most exciting mo- moment in the film for me was when they threw that hot dog, and you know, three of the hot dogs got eaten by the the tendrils, and then the fourth hot dog just kind of got stuck standing up in the in the dirt. <laughs> yeah. That that made me ridiculously happy because you know they didn't plan that. That hot dog just accidentally got stuck standing up. You think they were shooting at that, and the director was like, we're done. Burn them up for the day. <laughs> so, like, that's it. I, I could just see everybody in the set, like, looking at that going, did that just happen? <laughs> We got to keep that shot, guys. It's, Everybody it's like, on the set, there was the director and some guy with a microphone, and that was it. There was no lighting, so, and then the actors. That's yeah. So. Well, that that was the inspiration the girl in the beginning needed to go back and do a topless scene. She was like, "If that's happening, this is happening." No, 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 no. So. That, that girl is a Playboy playmate. They hired her because she would do the topless scene. I'm sure the other three girls were like. Mm-mm. We're wearing the bikini, but mm-mm. I'll make out with the dude, but uh-uh. The one girl's wearing shorts the whole time, so uh, the Kaylee girl. So they hired the 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 uh, Playboy model to. You get two scenes. You wake up, you know, half naked on a park bench. You jump down to the sand and then act like the sand eats you. The end. And that's that's her whole scene. Like I know nothing else about her. Well, that's that's all we need for her. I mean, she can scream really well, I guess. So. so what what is the thing like Jonah uses his surfboards or something to like go for a bag that he finds soft drinks and 
bananas, but he gets like these weird stomach wounds. And I was never really sure as to like, were worms growing out of him? What was happening? Was he becoming part jellyfish? Like, what was that all he, about? He was the, the tendrils were pulling the surfboard away from the table and he got, he basically got caught planking. And then the, <laughs> while he was planking, the tendrils went up and gouged his stomach with some puffy paint. But he like dies of this later on, like slowly. Yeah, it's, it's poisonous. It's, yeah, it's it's awful, right? Has either of you ever been stung by jellyfish? Oh yeah, yeah. But I was down in the uh, on a cruise. We were in the Caribbean, and uh, the area that we were scuba diving in was just covered with jellyfishes. I mean, just little ones. But man, that just sucked. Especially, I got hit right in the face with one. It's it's a terrible stinging feel. I I was waiting for one of them to tell him to pee on himself. Because, I mean, they'd been drinking all night, and, and what we saw them drinking was a giant keg of beer uh, that I assume was in the garbage can before they stuffed Gilbert in there. Uh, so unless he's already – unless he wet his pants while he was sitting in the car, he, he probably had to pee. So he should have just peed on his stomach and at least taken the sting out of the – Not Not to – Pick on the opposite sex here, but what girl doesn't wake up in the morning and like not run to the bathroom? Oh, none of the four even like act like that's a you know possibility at any time. See, this at is, least the two, at least the two in the guard shack might have had access to like a bathroom, right? Like the Kaylee and Al City guy had that, but the the people that have been in the car all night didn't have access to one. And considering all this, all, all the alcohol they were supposed to be drinking that night, you nobody. Depending on you know, male or female, you are you are pissing like a racehorse the next morning, exactly right? Like this is what I'm saying. Like you can have a dumb movie. I'm not against this movie because it's dumb. Don't get me wrong. I'm against it because it's lazy and dumb. Like at least you know be engaging. Like I don't care about any of these people. I have no reason to care about any of them. I don't care that Kaylee's going to grad school or what the hell ever she says she's going to go to. Like I know nothing about any of them. You don't want me to know about any of them. You want me to know that her and the other girl are fighting over the same guy. The guy dies basically saving them and then now they, they're friends as they walk off into the sunrise together. That's the whole like arc of the people in this movie. Otherwise there's nothing that makes you care about anybody in this you, you watch a movie like tremors or even terror vision like all those goofy characters you, you, like i can get behind the grandpa that's like shell-shocked and still in the war and all that and the kid and like the rocker boyfriend cousin or uncle uh, rico and all that like you get behind the characters kevin bacon and fred ward carry the tremors movie for goodness sakes there's nobody here that i i just want to see them all die horrifically and that works in a Friday the 13th movie because I can get into the, the uniqueness of the kills and there's the Jason angle and all that stuff. But like in this, it just there's nothing there. Well, there's nothing unique about any of these kills. They're all eaten by tendrils, except for the guy getting his face ripped off and Jamie Kennedy losing an arm. They, they cheap out on – well, no, because that one guy dissolves in like a big puddle of entrails. Yeah, but that even that didn't look good. But no. two of those things looked okay. Yeah, the the face guy that like the first one that gets you know, sucked in half by the acid sand, I called it or whatever. That looked good. Tammy Kennedy's arm was pretty cool, and then he just like disappears. And then Al City guy gets like totally. It looks like that thing in Creep Show when the bugs eat that guy alive. You know. It's sort of that thing. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's or like Slither. If you've ever seen that cheapy movie, but th there's nothing like. Again, there's nothing unique about it. There's nothing fun about it. And the other thing is, I don't have like some. I don't have any explanation as to what the H this thing is. Like you don't have to tell me everything, but you're not building a franchise here, so you need to tell me where that egg came from. It's it's Cloverfield's, you know. Uh, dumb cousin it's some like the the army released that and like i need a i need the army at the end to go that wasn't our time was it or something like that or that experiment failed like i need some you know good conspiracy to go with it because then maybe i'll care about it but I that, no well that's where you care. get you know that's where you get eric roberts to show up with a pair of binoculars yes. and, and your last shot of the movie is him putting down the binoculars and being like Project X is functional. <laughs> Either that or like Tobolowski or somebody like that, you know? No, they can't get Tobo. He's too expensive. He's, 
he would like require money. <laughs> Roberts might do it for a spray tan. You're right. So. Eric Roberts would do it for that bottle of vodka they were <laughs> keeping in the cooler. No. Well, I'm thinking if if this movie had more of a budget, I mean, they definitely would have had something with like the government being behind this or knowing something almost, you know, like almost all these monster movies do. And like them showing up in a helicopter because, you know, they can't touch the sand or something like that. And then later in the movie, the tentacles coming up and ripping the helicopter down and crashing into the uh, lifeguard shack. But no, we don't get any of that in this. We just get uh, towels on the feet. We get, so. we, we get towels on the feet. We get Kaylee opening up a gas can and dropping the MF before she you know, lights the thing on fire, which only seems to piss the thing off. It doesn't really seem to do anything. And then they get in the car and wait for Jonah to die so that they can walk out in the morning. <laughs> and th- that's it. Like this. Oh, we're also, uh, we're also all forgetting about how they essentially pepper sprayed a dying girl. <laughs> Yes, that yeah. Let's talk about poor Ronnie and the way that she gets it too, because that is awful. Um, she's trying to get the cell phones because they lock all the cell phones up in the trunk, so that they've made the point about this in the opening. They keep talking about it, so she's like balance. There's ten minutes of her balancing on the back bumper, holding onto a towel while trying to turn the key and open the. I mean, it was like watching Richard Pryor and the drunk guy in uh, Superman Three try to turn the computer on. You know, it's it's a Rube Goldberg. But then she slams her fingers in the thing and in the trunk, and her two girlfriends are like, "We'll just yank it out on the count of three. <laughs> you know, which that, and, yeah, that's and, good. And from what I can tell, they rip her fingers off. Yeah, I think that's what we're led to believe is that the fingers are left in the trunk. Which yeah. I mean, you can't just open the trunk and get your hand out. Yeah, and like they make this thing about how, oh, this back seat doesn't, you can't go in through the trunk or whatever. I'm like, even if it's not made to, you rip the back seat out, you're in the trunk. <laughs> I was like, no, nope, that's how cars are made, kids. So, unless the engine's in the back and they're not in the back of that one. So, yeah, that was, that was, we tried to build tension. Like, I'll give them credit, that was supposed to be a tension moment, but it was just dumb because I kept waiting for her to slip off and actually get eaten from the feet up. The fact that that didn't happen was a little um, disappointing, actually. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted too. I wanted her to get like eaten from the feet up, and then I wanted that actress to leave the movie because she was super annoying. Yes, I agree. Like we needed that to happen. The way she goes out, though, is well, like you said, they pepper spray her. Yeah, she falls, and she says, "Oh, I'm okay," and then she gets grabbed apparently and then they decide to uh because the monster they decided doesn't like pepper spray uh, because who does but they they decide to just start pepper spraying the ground all around her now i don't know if anyone here has ever been pepper sprayed but uh pepper spray i'm I'm not surprised pepper spray doesn't work (laughs) that way you're not controlling like a burst of pepper spray it's kind of a cloud that just goes everywhere and if the wind is blowing backwards against your face, it goes in your eyes, too. Yeah, because the morning <laughs> riptide wouldn't affect that at all. So, yeah. Well, my, well, my question, too, is, is like, you know, they couldn't do an effect, like you're saying, like, even from, like, the feet down, up, like, where someone's getting, like, sucked into the sand, you know, just like trimmers where, you know, you see uh, – I don't know who's, you know, any of the people in the movie got eaten, how they get like sucked down into the ground. It's like, I can't imagine that's that hard to do. And talk about just like a missed opportunity to have something a little bit different than someone just laying on the ground screaming. You know what would have been neat? Like, because we've already decided we all hate this. So let's just fix it here. Like, if you had a better effect, like, you know what would have been fun is you drag her halfway down and then it, like, spits her, but only half of her back across. And, like, she goes on the deck of the lifeguard shack or something. Like, that would have been cool and kind of, you know, gory and weird and fun, but that would have been different. It would have given us, like, we don't know what this thing is. You know, it could be a space worm. It could be a. You know, a snake. It could be a darn sand shark for all we know. There is a movie where the shark attacks through the sands. I've seen part of it. But well, I'm, I'm thinking, too, this 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 entire movie, too, I mean, this has got to be, like, based off of someone being, like, remember when you were a kid and you played hot lava? 
You know, like on the, <laughs> like I'm sure we, we've all done that before we were little kids. Like the carpeting is hot lava. You got to jump from couch to couch. You know what I mean? The dumbest game of hot lava ever filmed. <laughs> yes, that's what this is. It was just like, huh. Remember when we played that? Why don't we make a movie about that? Somewhat less exciting than actually watching kids play a hot lava. <laughs> oh, Lower I, stakes. I, I, so, well, I, I still pl- I still play hot lava. <laughs> yeah, you do have the kids, so <laughs> this is true. Oh, I know. Yeah, I was playing it yesterday. He's not even home. So, <laughs> what? We're just all these things you're revealing tonight. None of them are surprises to anyone that's listened to this show for the last several years. <laughs> oh, when you see a 265, you see like a 270 pound guy jump from couch to couch playing hot lava. Yeah, no, I, no, I hear it's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, Nick is not kidding, y'all, y'all. He looks like a defensive end. Like imagine Cam Newton playing hot lava in his living room. So that's <laughs> a white Cam Newton, so <laughs> with a glass of whiskey and some ice crunching in the background. So because there we go. So so. We we haven't. I mean, do we want to talk about why Jamie Kennedy shows up? And since he is the star of the film, I guess you'd, you'd say he's the policeman, and he shows up to berate them for like who's holding. And, you know, I know somebody's hot. That's not the way any of this happens. Uh, it's not really worth discussing. Jamie Kennedy shows up to to essentially be a cameo. Um, he he comes rolling. He comes rolling by. The beach is apparently closed because yeah. They close beaches in the middle of the day for some reason. Right. Like I got, I, mean, I never got a good explanation about that. I think we're led to believe that like there are like forty missing people on that beach because all of their friends are gone. So presumably eaten throughout the night by the sand creature. But that's not why he shows up. He's just randomly driving along. I think. Yeah, he's just patrolling. Yeah, and then here's my question. You couldn't get anybody from Baywatch. The kid from Baywatch, right? Yeah. I mean, you for the price of a Jamie Kennedy, you could have gotten, oh, what was the name of the black dude who wrote on the ATD? You could have gotten him. You could have gotten the one guy uh, who had the, the creepy mustache and was kind of balding but was the only actual lifeguard working in front of the camera. Yeah. You, you probably could have gotten Hasselhoff if he wasn't too busy shooting Cameos for SpongeBob movies. <laughs> you couldn't well, have gotten somebody from Baywatch Nights to do. That. You know what? You couldn't have gotten Hulk Hogan from Thunder in Paradise Land to come do this. No, Hulk Hogan's a little wormy sidekick guy. There you go. That's well, right. They could have totally got like Yasmin Belief and like Nicole Eggert. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure that no, there was no, no, no. They're both too busy doing Lifetime movies. Ron and I no, but. <laughs> I just knowing there there had to be like some cocaine on the set and they would have done it for that, knowing what those two have become. That's a little expensive. I think these people had some ecstasy and some weed, man, and that and some beer and cheap vodka. I don't think these people are springing for the yo yo. They could have crushed they could have crushed up some caffeine pills and well, then, then they could have gotten Jesse from Saved by the Bell to come by and do it because that would have worked. What was the kid's name on Baywatch though? What was uh what was David Hasselhoff's name? Wasn't it like hoagie or something like that or the kid was hobie hobie and, and david hasloff was mitch which is a hobie <laughs> yeah hey but i like the idea of calling him hoagie that's funnier yeah if you could have gotten michael kane <laughs> so that would have that would have worked hey you know you could have got anthony hopkins he'll, th- he'll take a check for anything seen the last transformers movie so <laughs> uh, i was gonna say david charvet but that's that's a good one too yeah that, that would work but no, we, we have Jamie Kennedy, so the, the scream guy, the ghost whisperer guy, whatever, you know, he's known as now. The, you remember the like, star it, of the, uh, the greatest New Year's Eve special ever recorded? <laughs> I'll take your word on that one. Miss that one. It's, it's awful, and it's a, a brilliant exercise in, in cringe-worthy comedy, kind of like Jamie Kennedy's whole do you, you think Jamie Kennedy like tr- wanted to try to be like a new age um, Andy Kaufman, and, but just didn't have any of the timing or the talent for it? I, I think so. That's why he did all those Jamie Kennedy experience shows. But him and Tom Green and and uh, what's his name from Johnny Knoxville from Jackass. I kind of all put in that same pile of like we want to be Andy Kaufman, but edgier. But we're not any good. So, and not that I love Kaufman, but I mean. The guy had a they could have been, way. You know? Speaking of people they should have got for this movie, 
Tom Green should have come rolling through. That, I would have bought that. Tom Green getting eaten by a tentacle monster all day. Why can that not happen? So, I mean, uh, they couldn't have gotten Noah Wiley from one of those librarian action movies on TNT. So, no, those, those apparently are successful. Oh, see, I, I've never seen one, so I'm making fun of something I haven't watched. But uh, they do keep making them, so clearly something works. But and he and he just got done fighting like other space aliens anyway. So oh, that's right, he was on that last ship thing or whatever. So no, he was on the other one, uh, oh. Falling Skies. There we go. They all says, run, they all run says the guy who reviewed it for like five seasons. There you go. You know these things. So denofgeek.com. <laughs> you can look for Ron. So, so okay. We're anybody got anything on the ending where Kaylee does the Jaws two gas thing, <laughs> or or the Die Hard two yippee ki yay mf'er thing? <laughs> I was just hoping she would have found like a big tank of oxygen and thrown it in some CGI monster's mouth and then shot it with a gun. That would have been the end of Leviathan, right? So, which is the rip off of the end of the thing. So my question was, is like, you know, they, they understand, like, if you're wearing boots, for instance, the thing really can't get you. Right. It's got to be able to touch your flesh. There's no flip flops or anything anywhere that they couldn't grab. I guess. No, they... remember the guy puts on the flip flops and they say it won't work because of. I assume because they weren't close to Jews. So yeah, the girls, I mean, if this movie would have been better, the girls could have just took their tops off and wrapped them around their feet and then hopped to the <laughs> to the grass. If they I mean, had could cast have... more Playboy models, that might have happened. But then it would have been a different kind of movie. And they, they... Yeah, and they were getting into some USA up all night yeah, territory. They, they weren't going for that. So, um... And they would have called this is... it, like, Massacre at Bikini Beach. <laughs> and, it's, and it's automatically a better movie. Yep. Hey, speaking of uh, beach and bad uh, acting stuff, you couldn't get Nicholas <laughs> Brendan to come and be in this thing. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Well. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I I still love Xander as a character, but anyway, so, yeah, no, there's nothing. There's nothing good that happens. We have morning, and then we. I, I'm asking you guys. I put jellyfish in the plot summary when I wrote it. Is that a jellyfish? Is that a mutant? What the hell is the thing swimming toward the beach at the end? I got to say it's a jellyfish just for lack of knowing any other things it could be. I can't think of a lot of, I think you can't think of any like octopus that glow a radioactive green color, but I know that like jellyfish have some bioluminescence. Right. It's the Kraken. (laughs) (laughs) If only it had been like the Harry Hamlin Kraken, that would have been fun. So, the, yeah, a big, a big stop motion. Yeah, a big stop motion monster from Harryhausen Studios. Yes, exactly. It looks like if you gave David Batista two other arms. Yes, that's that's what <laughs> I wanted this to be. Yeah, and they could have they could have just reused the um, the model octopus from uh, I think it's Terror of the Deep or the Beast, the Peter Benchley thing. Why not just reuse yeah, that? But, the, but I wanted to use the I wanted to use the Ray Harryhausen one from the fifties because it only has seven tentacles. Because as he said it was cheaper to do seven than it was to do eight. <laughs> right. <laughs> what a great time in cinema. <laughs> so and now it's replaced by bad computers. So that's the, the problem here. There's, well, again, I go back to if if this is supposed to be a jellyfish, like you need to do the anaconda thing, the preposterous title card that says jellyfish are known to burrow in the sand and attack multiple people at once or some you know science bullshit. Just so at least I have something to hang on to. Like, don't keep it a secret what the monster is. Just tell us. Like, what's why secret? There's not going to be the sand too, the sandening. Like, that's not going to happen. I don't know if this. Uh, there's always a chance that sci-fi could pick this up and and make a sequel. I think like the guys at the asylum would even look at this and go, "Man, this looks bad." Like, I, well, the the asylum bad. are now doing like the, the asylum are doing like uh, upmarket big pictures now because they've got all that Z Nation money. Yeah, well, yeah, this is true. They're actually doing Lifetime horror movies now, so that's true. So. Yeah, I was thinking of it came from beneath the sea, by the way, not Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. Beast from 20,000 Fathoms looks like a Gila monster. <laughs> it could have been the one from Stone Cold, right? The, the Nile monster. So. 
Why is Brian Bosworth, Bosworth not the cop? That would have been even better. Why is Brian Bosworth not the monster? <laughs> exactly. I, I can't think of anything more terrifying than like a spray tanned 50 year old Brian Bosworth emerging from the sand. Maybe if he had to oil wrestle a spray tanned Eric Roberts shirtless. There we go. <laughs> Terrifying. So, Nick wanted naked babes. You and I want Eric Roberts and Brian Bosworth. So. I mean, why can't, be, why yeah, can't why, we have it all? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's, yeah, let's go for full uh, USA up all night and just have everything we want. What wouldn't it? It would be much better than what we got. So, okay, guys. So, like, how much of a small popcorn is this movie, Ron? Very small popcorn. Um, last time I went to the movies and we got popcorn um, outside of an Alamo draft house in New York, it they had burned the entire load of popcorn Ooh. in the machine. So we went, we got popcorn, it was all burnt, took it back, got another thing of popcorn, it was all burnt, took it back, got a third thing of popcorn, it was also all burnt. Well, the stuff that was even too burnt to try to foist off on unsuspecting idiots like myself is the small popcorn that this movie is. They're, the only thing uh, the only thing to recommend it is the uh, in the first like 15 minutes when that guy gets his face eaten off. And everything after that is just a real letdown. Because if these had been like goopier kills, mm-hmm. or if we'd seen some like, you know, you, you've got that topless girl, why not have like CGI, like the monster eating her boobs or something? Or when she's down there throwing up, why not have like tendrils leap up and like rip her face off? Or, you know, you've got the computer, you've got the the blood program. So just run the blood program on everyone. <laughs> People shouldn't just be sinking into the sand. They should be like exploding in entrails. Like when uh, Gilbert gets ripped down through, like when Gilbert gets ripped down through that uh, garbage can and eaten, like they should have just like shot off like a blood cannon. Yeah. It should like, have been Johnny Depp and nightmare on Elm street. Yes. He should have, there should have been an explosion of blood because, you know, a guy that size has got a lot of blood. They got their best kill out of the way early, so it's not even worth not even really worth sticking around to the end. And the only thing that got me through the interminable hanging on the edge of a car scene was hoping that, you know, she was going to get like flayed alive. <laughs> All right, Nick. Oh, uh, this is a tough one for me. Um, <laughs> I I started watching this movie, and like I said, we got that gory kill. We got some boobs, and I was thinking, I'm like, hey, maybe we'll get some more of this. And as Ron said, you know, we don't. We don't get any more of this. I mean, they really – they shot their load in the first, like, 10 minutes of this movie. So really the rest of it is just uh, – it's it's a terrible movie. I mean, it, it is, but it's kind of, like, terrible in a way that it's still kind of watchable. But it, it is a small popcorn. I mean, it's – there's probably not many other ways you could, you know, kill two hours and have a worse time. But I, I imagine, you know, you could probably get kicked in the balls for two hours and that would be worse. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a bad movie. It's it's probably actually the worst movie we've reviewed yet. And I am very, very proud of that. So, um I am. I am because I not only did I waste my time, I wasted your guys' times, Ron's <laughs> wife time. So it, it's that almost brings it up to a medium popcorn, but unfortunately it's 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 still gonna be a small so small popcorn. Yeah, obviously this is small popcorn. It's not even good small popcorn. Like small popcorn at, can be fun, but it this is not it. At, at time at times though it does it, it does show like signs of some level of competence like you've got a couple of good things in there but they just don't i think i really think they just didn't have the money for it they saved all their money for the face eating and then they saved all their money for jamie kennedy and then jamie kennedy getting his arm ripped off and then everything else there they just did it as cheaply as possible maybe they saved like five bucks to make the guy explode into a a, a shower of digital guts but i mean George Romero did that effect and better in 1985. And it was just the dude screaming and a bunch of people pulling a bunch of like leftover pork products covered in ketchup. 
Right. And it looked a lot better and it was a lot more fun. And moreover, there was something to the story that you cared about. And that's the problem with this movie is that you can be cheap and dumb and be fun if you give me something to care about. But there's nothing to care about in this at all, like under any circumstances. So this isn't even like so bad. It's good and fun. It's not in that, that category at all. I would not recommend this under any circumstances. But I do recommend you stick around on this podcast because you, we teased it. We're doing it. Carnosaur 1 through 3 coming up. I, I can't wait, guys. This is going to be – maybe we just rename it Schlocktober this year because that's kind of what we're going for. But I, I watched the first 10 minutes of the first Carnosaur. I've never seen any of them before. And I, I think I wrote you both, and I was like, I'm in. I'm sold. So I was like, oh, yeah, the, this, is, this movie knows what it's doing. And unlike this one, it was maybe about people that didn't realize, didn't know how to do this. Those people know they're in a horrible piece of trash, and they're going to make it fun. Like, that I can go with ten times over before or something like this. So I'm looking forward to Carnosaur with you guys. And that's not even my favorite Carnosaur. I think my favorite Carnosaur is number two. That's going to be fun to see. So, Nick, do you have any background with the Carnosaur movies other than the fact that we referenced them a hundred times in the Stone Cold review? Uh, just bringing up what I said in the Stone Cold review where uh, my dad rented that for me as a child after throwing the Jurassic Park stuff. But we'll get into that when we actually review the movie. I got some I got some more funny uh, anecdotes for that. So That's going to be fun. So I'm looking forward to talking to you guys about that and, of course, folks, for joining us. Thanks again. You can, of course, keep up with all of our podcast episodes on our website, continuousplaypodcast.com slash movies. You can get us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whichever we're going to call it now, Stitcher, Google Play. And, hey, leave us a review on those. It, it helps uh, other people find the show we do appreciate the support. Until next time, for Ron and Nick, I'm Jay. Thanks for listening to Filmstrip. Thank you for listening to Filmstrip. You can find more episodes on our website, continuousplaypodcast.com forward slash movies. Please leave us a positive review on iTunes and link up with us on Facebook. The Filmstrip theme music is produced and performed by Frozen Lake 121.